Hey, what's up, guys? Is it? It's, ah, I act like I can't talk. How long have I been doing this? It's time for another episode of Reggie's Expressions. I have a friend to the room, celebrity to uh, the company that we work for, and I don't want to get this wrong. So if I sound nervous, it's because I'm in front of royalty here. Uh, <laughs> Miss Rachel Vargas, how are you? Hey, I'm good, Reggie. Thanks for having me on the show. No worries. No worries. I appreciate the, uh, you know, enthusiasm in which you were like, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, just kind of, uh, it was a very casual conversation between you and I. And I was like, hey, would you be interested? And he was like, yeah, sure. So I appreciate that because a lot of, you know, sometimes it, it, it takes, it's hard to align people, um, you know, in terms of my schedule versus their schedule and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I absolutely get it. But I want to first off by telling everybody, thank you so much for listening to all the episodes. It looks like you guys have found them over on Podbean. Um, just to remind you guys, we are not loading any new content on Spotify at all. Um, you know, and I'm not going to rehash that whole situation, but I just m would much rather continue on with, uh, you know, Podbean. And they have a lot better uh, analytics over there. So, you know, you do get what you pay for. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with pod being so far. So, um, yeah. Uh, so Rachel and I know each other cause we work for the same company. Um, and, uh, Rachel at one point was a trainer of mine. I think shortly after I got done with training, there was a special project that she was a, a part of. And, you know, that's kind of how we got to know each other. And um, I was really good friends with Matt, who was on her team on Outbound. So um, that's also how we, we become uh, closer. So the first question I like to ask everybody that comes on um, is, how are you? How is Rachel doing? Ooh, that sounds really deep. I can't just <laughs> respond with like, a, I'm good. Things are great. <laughs> right, right. Well, you mentioned that you mentioned that you're nervous. So I'm a little mm -hmm. nervous, too. Um, <laughs> I value and respect you. And ever since I worked with you at Liberty, you know, um, it's been nice staying in touch with you. I was really happy when you friend requested me. I was like, oh, it's Reggie. And every time I think of you, it's always like, it's Reggie. Like, mm -hmm, you're the best. Mm -hmm. um, Thank you. You know, so aside from being nervous, I would say, you know, um, every single day is um, is just trying to, um, I guess, keep my mind straight so I can mm -hmm. stay focused on my goals and, um, mm -hmm. and keep pushing forward, putting my best foot forward, being the best mm -hmm. that I can be. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's a it's a battle always. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, um, that's true. You know what I mean? Um, so I would say to be very honest, like um, I am always staying on top of myself and uh, and that takes a lot of work um mm -hmm. but it's good work so mm -hmm. it it pays off <laughs> yeah um so she told you the company that we work for i'm not gonna repeat it because uh you know um it, it's fine i work for liberty mutual i worked for them for three years um i've been with them for three years and i've uh taken on a new position with uh help desk so it's a different side of the business that I really enjoy. And that's one of the things I like about Liberty, the fact that you can dig into other places, you know, right. that might not necessarily be the traditional path of going through sales and being a manager, a supervisor, so on and so forth. With supervising was not something that I wanted to do. I had done it in the past at other companies and I'm just not interested in <laughs> doing yeah. it with Liberty, you know, but um, so one of the things I, I 
you know, being at this job, being in sales, um, do you ever find yourself at times being, because when I see you, you, you're always bubbly, excited. I've never seen you have a bad day. Maybe it's just at the times I meet you, you're not, you know, in yep. a bad mood or anything, yep. you know. Um, but what do you do to kind of keep focus on your goals? You know, let's say, for example, a couple of years ago, goal was like 100 at one point, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you not allow that to, to, you know, get in your head and, you know, become almost defeatist, if you will? Right. Honestly, um, I have I could go like very loaded on that answer, but really quick, just to kind of summarize, mm-hmm. I would say like, okay, I'm going to go full in when I, I've been with <laughs> Liberty for nine years and I would say that Liberty shaped me as a person, my character, my mental state, like who mm-hmm. I am. Um, honestly, before Liberty, I never felt like a, like a, a badass. Like I mm-hmm. never did. Um, I, but working at Liberty and, and working with people who inspire you and who are also achieving their goals and making a good deal of money and mm-hmm. also just helping their customers. And you feel inspired doing the job in the first place because you are helping people lead safer, more secure lives. So all of that really mo- motivated me. And that's why I wanted to work for the company, but I was not a salesperson coming into it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, so I was shaped by the people who invested in me, my supervisors and management team and, mm-hmm. and, then from there, um, I kind of rose to being really great at what I do. And, um, and to, and so like there, uh, but it deep inside of me is still that, that person that's like, Oh, I'm going to fail, you know, like on the outside, I'm like, I'm great. I'm awesome. And that's what you have to exude if you want to make it through the day. Sometimes I'll write on my mirror, you're a rock star just to remind myself that I'm awesome. Like it, I don't just wake up like we got this, you know, I have to like, convince myself throughout the day all day even mm-hmm. in between calls like back when i was doing inbound calls i'd be at the desk and i'd put it on mute and i'd start cursing like oh okay i can't, I can't believe i said that you know mm-hmm. to my customer like i hope they buy and i'm like praying like please mm-hmm. Let mm-hmm. that thing I just said push them to the threshold to buy the policy. But I'm like saying, "Oh shit!" the whole time, you know. It's right, a right, right, right. It's um, a roller coaster for sure. And I can attest to that myself. You know, being in the you know one of the things that, that Liberty used to say is, and they still say it, mental toughness. You know, you may have uh, calls where you get zero, and then you might have mm-hmm. that one call where you get you know six. So it really could change the course of a day depending on you know your uh, your process. And, and I, I understand where you're coming from as well, because when I first started with Liberty, I, I had a, a strong case of imposter syndrome. And mm. I, I have a strong case of, I had a strong case of imposter syndrome with starting this new job. And it was more or less like, they're going to find out, man. They're going to find out. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> they're going to be like, aren't you doing that thing before? Are you sure you can help me? Exactly. Yeah, those are those defeating thoughts. (laughs) Yeah. So you you really have to kind of, you know, check yourself. And and one of the things that I thought was really helpful is I would always look at my previous month and be like, okay, well, you did it last month. Right. You did it the last 24 months. So the chances that, you know, it might be difficult. Let's be real. Let's, you know, it might be harder and that's okay. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, you've done this before. You felt what you felt. So don't 
allow this to be the thing that takes you out this month. So yeah, um, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I understand exactly where you're coming from when it comes to that. And there so, are going to be like low days, you know, yeah, like, absolutely. but then I just lean on my supervisor. I'm very honest. Like I tell my supervisor, like, you know, I'm having a really tough day. I don't mm. think I'm going to have a great day. And then they lift you up too. So you have to have a good peer support system too, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. to be vulnerable with, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And all I need is like a, you're doing great, Rachel. And then I get back at it. So, and I will tell you my supervisor that I had before, I think she honestly is one of the best supervisors that I've ever had mm -hmm. out of, you know, working with the company. Um, because I think that she understood me uh, in a way that I don't think anybody else did. Um, she loved the fact that I was very emotional at times and, you know, just a ball of energy, breath of fresh air sometimes. And, um, you know, when I had moments where I was down, oh, she... There. Yes. Oh, did I did I cut out? Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Yes, I can hear you, but you can't hear me. No, you can't. So no. Uh oh. All right, give me a second here. What about now? Refresh your screen if you can. Oh, you can't hear me. Hold on. Give me a second. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, Hello? I can hear you. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna exit out and go back in. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Sometimes cool. these things happen. It's 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 <laughs> not a you know, we're at the hands of Wi-Fi and there's probably a million and one people on right now. And it's, you know, messing with our bandwidth. So, mm. um, but yeah, you know, the one thing with that, uh, with my supervisor that I had before, she was very understanding and she allowed me to be who I was. And I appreciate it. I needed that in order to thrive, you know, here because, you know, I, I like to pride myself on being, you know, uh, pretty well-rounded. I'm not a superstar. I'm not going to, what did they call it for you guys? What's the big top thing? Oh, so, uh, like, um, like, COE? Oh, COE. COE, yeah. Yeah, COE. Now it's DSE. There's so many other awards, too, mm -hmm. that they put a lot of emphasis on. But yeah, <laughs> COE. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, Circle of Excellence, right? Is that yes. what it's called? Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I know I did really good in my team, but I, I, you know, but it's all relative at the end of the day. As long as you're going out and you're doing the things that you need to do, it doesn't really matter about what anybody else thinks or feels. So, right. Um, so, um, so you, you said that you, you weren't a salesperson initially. What did you do before Liberty? Uh, so, uh, so I was, um, I was actually working at a restaurant mm -hmm. for four years. I think it was like from the age of like 17 mm -hmm. to 21. And mm -hmm. then from 21 to the age of 22 and a half, I was, mm -hmm where I, I got a, my first call center job um, at Sprint. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if you know anyone that used to work at the Sprint call center over in Maitland, um, yeah. but a lot of people came from there. Like 
from there. And um, I worked there for a year. I wasn't in sales, though. I was in the retention department. So basically working with people who are like, I hate Sprint. <laughs> and um, Sprint sucks. And my job was commission based to like keep their business on the books. So retention. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. to basically say, no, don't worry, we're fixing towers in your area and uh, mm -hmm. give them some credits or understand their issue or help them upgrade their phone or whatever their issue was to like, you know, save the account from being canceled. So that mm -hmm. was my job. And um, I remember like, you know, I mean, when I was, I had my first kid when I was 20. So I left mm -hmm. the restaurant industry because I needed a stable job. And, mm -hmm. um, and so Sprint was, um, was a, a kind of a layup for me to get the job because my mom worked there on the sales mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was kind of like my first break to being able to find something career-wise because I, I didn't finish college. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's my first, I've been in sales for most of my, I, I actually was in the military. I did uh, my first uh -huh. job. Well, not my first job. My first job was fast food, which I think everybody's fast food. Yeah. <laughs> um, my first career was army. I was in the army. Uh -huh. I did that for about five years. And after wow, I got out of the army, yeah, after I got out of the army, um, I've always been a gadget like guy, if you will. So um, I transitioned into uh, uh, wireless, wireless sales, mm -hmm. um, or actually it was uh, new account services. So kind of like what I'm doing now is behind the scenes. So when customers would call and they need to, you know, get a, uh, approval for adding another line to their account, that's what I would do. Um, and then I made the transition into sales in 2006. No, actually 2003. And then I had been in sales for a number of years. I've worked for all the major carriers, Verizon, T-Mobile, and t, -Mobile, t, -T mm -hmm. um, Oh, okay. Sprint. So you know what the industry's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, and uh, that was pretty much my, uh, my leeway into the business. And, you know, the thing I found about sales is, you know, kind of looking over it, it's, it's very similar. It's very similar no matter where you go. I mean, there's different products and services that you sell. It's just a matter of how you present it to the customer, right? Oh, yeah. So um, I found similarities. And I think that was why I was able to, you know, uh, transition into other sales positions fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. um, so, but yeah, the, the, the thing about me, though, is unfortunately, I, my mind goes a million miles a minute. And I think I needed yeah. a change um, to my environment so i decided that i wanted to try my hand out in in in, in the help desk field right. and honestly i'd have to say that it's it's considerably more challenging than what i experienced in inbound oh wow um, i mean i believe that <laughs> yeah like what was it friday i had 108 calls wow yeah i mean i know i'm calling the help desk all the time <laughs> like you guys are the honestly <laughs> um they should take the help desk to the circle of excellence with them because <laughs> no, I'm serious because I think they have a log of like how many times people mm -hmm. call. Yeah. I know yeah. I'm on there on the upper. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I like not to even give close. Not even sound close. Advice to my customers. And, mm -hmm. um, and I know I had, there was a, back in the day they used to like, I had a supervisor come to me and tell me like, 
you know, Rachel, you should use Knowledge Center more <laughs> um, because I noticed you are kind of, you know, calling help desk quite a bit. But mm -hmm. I like I second guess myself. We all do. And yeah. the last mm -hmm. thing we want is to tell our customer something that's not you know, true or. Yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. you guys kind of just make it easy for us to understand mm -hmm. um, or to feel confident about what we're saying sometimes. And, and mm -hmm. also sometimes you know, to make sure we can do things a certain way if the system's letting us do it. And it's like, mm -hmm. hey, I just need to bounce this off you. So if it happens, mm -hmm. I'm not in trouble. You know? mm -hmm. um, so it's always good too, because I don't like to ask for forgiveness later, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and and to be honest, being on this side, I've realized that I probably should have called help desk more. You oh, know no. what I'm saying? Because <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. there, were, there were things that I didn't, you know, that I didn't know 100% about. You know, uh, because of experiences that I had had before with help desk, like, oh, you know, do this, do that. And I would try to take, you know, and also calling help desk that, you know, made it longer process, depending on if they have a long wait time, like what we did today. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's challenging in a way that I, I like it. So it's not like difficult, hard, you know what I'm saying? So uh, and I, I think I I. I brought the competitiveness to it because mm -hmm. I do my best to try to outdo myself from the day before. So, yeah. Um, oh, wow. You know, if that's I can, awesome. I love having the most amount of calls. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my thing. You that's know? a good thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I got me and my uh, coworker, she's kind of uh, into it. Like, Saturday, she was like, oh my God, I had 122 calls. Wow. You know, I was like, I'm coming for you. So, <laughs> trust me, sweetie. See, you ain't gonna have that, you know. You and know? it's just, it's just a part of 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 the process that I've been a part of for a long time. So it's it's hard to let that go. Um, I think a change is necessary, and I think it's good that you're honest with yourself, like mm. you know, that I needed to do that because mm. we all have to have that moment, like you know, where um, where we look at ourselves and say, is this fulfilling in the way that I need it or want it to be mm -hmm. at this time mm -hmm. in my life. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so to, to make that change um, and to do something about it, it mm -hmm. is a good and it's inspiring to me. I love watching people make changes. You know, it it makes me like cry happy tears. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's and it's, you know, to be honest, it was the the uh, structure that I needed in my life, you know, to be able to enjoy and celebrate you know my husband because we enjoyed being around each other mm -hmm. you know, a lot we go travel as much as we possibly can and uh us being able to do so you know having this job gives me a little bit more leeway to be able yeah. to do so so yeah. i'm cool with it i i enjoy the job and i have not i do not regret making that distinction so um next question i have here um so uh, you've been li with Liberty for nine years, you mm -hmm. said. What were some of the cues that you did? And cues are the different jobs, like, you know, inbound, so on and so forth. What are the cues yeah. that you've been a part of? Uh, so I did inbound um, mm -hmm. for like three and a half years. Um, and then I moved from inbound to outbound. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so when outbound was created, it was – it. I was like the first person on the first team, you know, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. we ever had in our center for it. And it was mm -hmm. all brand new. So I, like you took a leap to just mm -hmm. feel like I need a change. And, um, and I'm a talker, you know, inbound is not the cue <laughs> to be a talker. You have to be able to take back to back to back calls. My That's average true. handle time was like 12 
and a half, 13 minutes, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe mm -hmm. 16 or 17 actually. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, so, so outbound was a good, a great, uh, transition for me. Um, and then outbound is what kind of was the door that opened everything else mm -hmm. for my career at Liberty because, um, because I won circle of excellence the first year that I moved to outbound. Mm -hmm. Um, and then after that, I decided I got a taste of like leadership and being around, um, mm -hmm. you know, such inspiring, um, leaders in the company who believed in me. And mm -hmm. I wanted to keep kind of, I wanted to ride that wave, um, of like, okay, great. I'm getting noticed. My name is out there. People know who I am and, and I can't miss this opportunity because when you, when you, um, when you're trying to move up in a company or, or, or make changes in your life, mm -hmm. um, there's a certain timing to everything. Timing mm -hmm. is everything. And so mm -hmm. for me, it felt like the right time to dip my toes into this water to see where I could take it. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have, but I think also aside from timing, you kind of have to know what you do want, like mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And so, you, you know, maybe you don't have like a hard, like, if I can't be this, then I'm not happy. Like you should mm -hmm. have like just there, it should be very, um, you know, the door should just be open to whatever comes your mm -hmm. way, but you should have some sort of an idea of what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. So I think the timing for me to move up made sense, but in my personal life, it didn't mm -hmm. because, um, because financially I wasn't ready to make that leap. And I still love sales very, very much. But mm -hmm. at the time I, I did, I moved from inbound to outbound. Then I took our sales development specialist role. Yeah. SDS, and I, I got and and what was really cool about that is they gave me the opportunity to um, to actually continue working alongside the outbound team um, before helping our um, our new hires. So mm -hmm. um, so as a sales development specialist, you're working with new hires and helping them develop their skills before they go to their supervisor. And instead of doing that, I actually was on a special project as a sales development specialist, mm -hmm. creating all of the standard operating procedures for the whole outbound department. So I got to basically put my whole process as an outbound rep on mm -hmm. paper and roll that out to all of outbound. So that mm -hmm. way they could utilize that process for their new hires mm -hmm. as like a template, like here's how to be successful in outbound. And mm -hmm. that was like my baby because, um, because I'm, I love outbound. I'm very proud of the work that I've done in outbound and I, I love the role itself. Um, and, uh, and then from there I did help with the new hires after that. And then, um, and then it was it wasn't the time for um, for growing within Liberty, so they were not accepting supervisor positions at that time. So mm -hmm. I went back to outbound um, mm -hmm. for a year, and then uh, stepped. And then when the timing was right, went back to supervising. So I did mm -hmm. actually become a temporary soup for four months, mm -hmm. and then, like you, I decided, you know what so much has changed like in the world <laughs> you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like i was very much i'm going to do outbound until i become a soup and then i'm going to be a soup and then i'm going to be a manager and i'm going to keep climbing the ladder within the call center environment mm -hmm. but when when the pandemic struck you know cuz this was 2019 that i was rising to all mm -hmm. these different roles and then 2020 um 
that's when I did outbound again for a whole year. And then um, 2021, I'm like, I need a change. And that's when I decided to go back to supervising because we were growing and expanding um, again. And, and so many positions were opening up that I could move into a super role pretty easily. Um, but it didn't fulfill me the way that I thought it would because this virtual environment, I'm not built for the long term for. I I vibe off of people, you know, I'm mm -hmm. in, I'm, I need to be around people. And because of the pandemic, I, my mental health was actually declining and mm -hmm. I'm sitting in my room by myself. And some days I would walk outside. I'm like, dang, I haven't seen the sun in a while. You know? Right. That's true. So I got That's into true. this dark place. I mean, work was fine, but I wasn't like lit up inside. Right. Right. Fulfilled. You didn't feel yeah, I understand. I know exactly so I, what that's like. Mm -hmm. I took that that time to finally be honest with myself and say, what's holding you back from moving to the field? Because the field is where you can be around people and still be a salesperson and still make money, you know, because that's important to me. I'm a single mom. But the answer was I was afraid, very much afraid of taking a leap because I'm a single income household. And the base pay does not exist in the field, you know, mm -hmm. really. Um, and so I thought to myself, wait a minute, Rachel, what are you saying to yourself that you would move to the field and you're not going to make it? Is that really what you're telling yourself every day? Is that what's mm -hmm. keeping you in this place? And mm -hmm. I realized that that's not true. If I apply myself and I go out and meet people, people are going to like me. Of, of, why wouldn't they? You know, mm -hmm, I just mm -hmm. have to believe enough in my hustle, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, right, um, right. and uh, put myself in an uncomfortable position mm -hmm. to succeed. And right. um, anyway, so I, I it's took okay that to be uncomfortable time. sometimes, for sure. Yeah, you, know, you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, and that you know, with you know, we've seen, especially being in the virtual space, like you said, we've seen a lot change. You know, with Liberty in terms of you know, growth and also how we consider, you know, uh, gaining customers and, and, and things of that nature, commission structures. A hundred percent. Right. So it's, it, you know, you, one of the things that I've always found, you know, I've been with many different companies is there's always this situation where, um, you know, things are readjusted, you know, like in 2020, I don't think that they had the expectation that we would do as well as we did. Um, yes, and they would pay out the amazing. amount of money. Yeah, I yeah. love that year. I could do it again. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> and the fact that I going on in the world, but like, you mm -hmm. know, and yeah. and and the thing was is you know it was it was more of a windfall because you know uh, the fact that we were working from home. You know what I'm saying? And you know we all got that that raise. You know, especially for me because I lived in a Koei. I live in a Koei. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's a ways away. Um, yeah. You know, but. I think at the end of the day, when it got down to it, you know, I, I suffer from anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. um, I want to be very honest and clear about that. And, you know, unfortunately, um, sometimes just the day-to-day the -day would be very difficult for me. And yeah. during the pandemic, it was very, very difficult um, for me to sometimes maintain. And, you know, um, I was just boggling and beating my head against the wall as to, you know, why I'm struggling to to hit goal. You know what I'm yes. saying? It's like, I don't, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm looking over at my coworker and she's doing, you know, top tier every month, $10,000 checks and I'm barely yeah. getting 15, 1600, you know what I'm saying? 
So that started to bother me. And, you know, the anxiety got the best of me and I had to take some time off. Yeah. Um, and I also had to take some time off this year as well. And when I took the time off, uh, well, this year, 2021, 21. I made the decision. I said, you know what? If there is a position in help desk that yeah. is available, I'm going to take that as my sign. And yeah. I got Good. back in the month of October. The first week I was there, there was no, you know, no application. I, I had asked Vero and uh, Vero said that there was a position available. And I went and I looked and I, OG. <laughs> yeah, I went and I looked and I didn't see it. So I was like, all right, well, whatever. I would say a week after I got back, you know, I saw it and I applied for it immediately. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and I, I got it. And um, I'm, I'm very excited because it does challenge challenge me in a way that I've never you know, it, it allows me to use my brain in different ways, you know what I'm saying, to to be able to accommodate. And I also like to challenge myself in terms of how quick I get it. So, you know, I'm not a we salesperson. Took a leap but... at the same time, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. I, I moved to the field in November of okay. last year. Yeah. yeah. November and, of last um, year is when I started this position. When mm -hmm. it comes to anxiety, you're not the only one. When I took mm -hmm. the supervisor role last year, 2021, it was from like April April through through October, I guess I was uh, I was sales coaching and then I eventually stepped into the super sales super role. Um, mm -hmm. but, um, but either way, uh, during from April to October, I coached and and supervised, um, you know, teams of people. Uh, and and I'm I'm a very um, I don't know when I I'm not like a superficial person when I make connections with people, I connect on a deep level with everybody, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. right, I can't right. just have superficial friendships. And so, and so when I'm connecting with my team and I'm learning what motivates you, what inspires you, what has you in your seat here today, things like mm -hmm. that, I use that to, you know, motivate the team and, mm -hmm. and connect with them individually to, you know, bring everybody together and, and, and go towards whatever their common goals are. Mm -hmm. However, I will tell you that um, lots of people were suffering from, you know, depression, anxiety, mm -hmm. um, and, um, and I know it's rough. Uh, I mean, I suffered from, from some serious issues last year, like mental health wise, just mm -hmm. um, not just being home and being inside the house, you mm -hmm. know, stuck inside or what have you. It was, I had a bad breakup and it mm -hmm. wrecked me. You know, mm -hmm. it I can literally imagine. felt like it was, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but I didn't realize you could actually grieve somebody, yeah. even though they're still alive. Yeah. And I was going through grief and it was mm -hmm. awful. And, yeah. um, and, and there were days before I moved into the supervisor role, there were days that I, um, I was just, I was just laying in bed, you know, mm -hmm. like just lights off house empty, wow. what have you. It was awful. I, I, I should have taken short-term disability, but my mm -hmm. supervisor at the time who I was very honest with, she was the one that kept me going. She was like little ray of sunshine my day. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. meant the world to me. So when I moved to the supervisor position, I said, I'm going to be like my supervisor that I had because mm -hmm. she was that light to me. And I want to be that light to my team. But mm -hmm. I, yeah. when people would tell me I'm not feeling it today, I've got so much going on at home and I'm stressed and I can't meet these goals and I've got all this uphill battle going on. I'm like, you know, I don't know what a normal supervisor is supposed to say, but for me, I'm like, look, you, you know, you are 
incredible. You're an amazing salesperson. You're going to crush it. Maybe not today, maybe tomorrow. Okay. Let's, mm -hmm. let's try to get ourselves together today. Go VTO mm -hmm. if you need to, I'll approve your FTO and then mm -hmm. come back tomorrow and let's get it, you know, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I was very mm -hmm. honest. I, even with the call volumes, like it was rough last year on inbound with the call volumes. I'm like, look guys, I'm not going to lie to you, you know, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. yes, mm -hmm. the cards are stacked against us, but we're still going to overcome it. So mm -hmm. I don't know what other supervisors do to lead their teams, but I'm very transparent. Mm -hmm. um, and because I've so I've had my own, you know, struggles, like I empathize greatly, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. with um, with anybody in the in the in the in the call center environment dealing with mm -hmm. um, with the struggles of working from home and still trying to crush it and you right. know be our best. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, be be that self starter, you know, position, you know, or being that self starter that you need to be. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 inter not interesting. We align in that way for sure, and it's definitely something that I continue to struggle with. But you know, yeah. I have the I have the tools in place that I use yeah. to you know that I have to use on a day to day basis. Um, and sometimes I have to tell myself like I can't care anymore. <laughs> you know, yeah, I've reached I've reached one. a level of care. Okay, this is it, and I'm there already. You know, what I'm saying I yes. can't do it. Boundaries. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, setting boundaries, setting boundaries. You protect so. yourself and your your um your uh your spiritual health. You know. <laughs> so, um, since you since you did bring it up, um, and I appreciate you sharing that with me in terms of your anxiety. Um, what are some of the things that you use or do to cope with anxiety? If you don't mind me asking. Um, good question. Can't say it's all healthy. <laughs> well, uh, um, you know, whatever works, you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, okay. So, uh, so to cope, um, I do see a therapist. I've been mm. seeing her for the last year and a half. And, you know, when I came to her, I told her, you hear that look. people, you hear that she uh -huh. see a therapist for y'all out here who talking about y'all don't want to, you heard that? She see one. There's nothing I love wrong with it. Nothing wrong I with would not it. Be I'm sorry. Where I, I would not be where I am without her. I honestly, you would not see me smiling today. Period. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Period. Best gift you can give yourself. I, I should have seen her when I was in my twenties. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, but uh, either way I, I went to her and I said, I don't know. I honestly, all I want is inner peace. Right. I just want peace. I want mm -hmm. whatever these, you know, big emotions that I'm experienced to just want to feel normal, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> whatever mm -hmm. that looks mm -hmm. like. And I just said, peace sounds amazing. And I don't have it um, because I'm always mm -hmm. at war with myself. And so, um, so she kind of guided me down this really great journey of owning my power and, um, and really just, um, making, I don't, I, it's a real interesting thing, but, um, but I would just say that, that that's my best coping mechanism is to see her, um, every other week or so. Um, mm -hmm. but, um, but ultimately through when in therapy, I learned that, um, that I have some fears of being mm -hmm. alone and, mm -hmm. um, and, and I also do worry a lot about like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next mm -hmm. thing? And I'm never mm -hmm. really present in the moment. So mm -hmm. I'm trying mm -hmm. really hard to mm -hmm. be present in the moment and just enjoy every moment. And I really get a lot of excitement out of every moment. Now people think I'm, crazy. That's good. you know, I'm like, no, like 
you know, it's the I small it's, joys. It's the small joys that make the big difference. There's that. Saying? And then sometimes I'm like, you know what? I want to go treat myself to a nice dinner. And mm-hmm. I would never do that before. Before, like for like 15 years of my life, my whole life was based around whoever I was dating. Like mm-hmm. their life was my life. Their friends were my, you know, my friends. I never was Rachel. Never. Mm-hmm. I was always just... Aww. You know, like, you know, and I just, I don't know, I just, um, I never got to really, like, build out who I am and who I want to be and how I want to be and what makes me happy. I just, I'm such a giver. I give all of my love and all of myself to Mm -hmm. everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, I I give a hundred to work, a hundred to my partner, a hundred to my kids, Mm -hmm. zero to Rachel, you know? I know um, what that's like. Trust me. I, f- I feel that like in a very real way, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I appreciate so, you sharing that, man. That's that's I'm glad that you're in the process of working on it and, and, and getting better and, you know, letting it because it, it's, it's about coping. That's what it's about. And coping is something that you do consistently. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's not a cope and then coping, yep. and, you know. Nope. That would be more like. Yeah, when you're inconsistent, it definitely um, puts you back through like a toxic kind of cycle. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah. then you yeah. have these high highs and low lows. Low lows. You know? That's true. So, yeah, consistency is definitely important. And I think, you know, whether you're in a relationship or not, you can mm. still find time to take space and say, right. what do I need today? You know? Right. And ask yourself, like, you know, how am I feeling in this moment? Because usually Mm -hmm. I'm very reactive. Like, if I'm upset, I'm reacting to that. And then it's it takes a certain strength to just be like, you know what? Instead of sending that text message or instead of, you know, um, (laughs) posting something I don't want to post, I'm just going to turn my phone off. I'm going to pull out my journal and start writing because I like to write. Or Mm -hmm. I might put on some music in my living room and dance um, mm-hmm. real and, and, and take videos of myself dancing. Um, Do you meditate? Really hmm? Do you meditate? I haven't gotten into meditation yet, but yoga that's, is my next step. That's something I haven't been able to conquer either. Cause I can't sit still, you know what I'm saying? Like no, quietness see? and uh, it's too much. I can't, I'm like, but I, I'm, yoga, I love yoga. I actually love hot yoga um, yes. because I like the sweating and the, but the class that I used to go to is so far away from where I live, you know, yeah. and, you know, it's just right now at this point, it's not something I can, you know, cause Carlos was on short term disability in mm. uh, December and they do 66% of their salary. So we kind of took a hit. So we are trying to get back yeah. on track. But, yeah. Um, and, yeah. I love hot yoga. And naps. I love napping. Napping mm-hmm. is my, it's the best way for me to quit the day, you know? Napping is great. Um, yeah, naps. Um, uh, nowadays, um, I I'll go outside and just go for a walk around mm-hmm. my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I like I like to do walks. Um, or or honestly, I'll like um, I like being warm. So mm-hmm. so so like sometimes I'll just take like a really long shower. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, that's good. Like, that's good. I've never had like. I've always put relationships over friendships and in my thirties, I don't, I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, because at the end of the day, whenever I jump from one relationship to the next, who am I going back to when the relationship's over? That's true. So it's kind of, kind of terrible, right? Um, if I'm not 
valuing my friends more than my really, or at least even on the same level, giving right. them as much energy as I give to your, your partner. a partner mm -hmm. because, um, because my friends are part of my, my lifestyle, you know, right. at this yeah, point, yeah. like we call each They're other all the coping time. Also. Yeah. yeah, we're a good group. We have, uh, I have, um, I have five friends, which is huge because I had zero <laughs> last year. Okay. Right. I mean, I wouldn't say zero, but I didn't invest in mm -hmm. any last sure. year. Sure, sure. Um, so I have um, five right now. It's a good group of girls and we support each other. We laugh, mm -hmm. we cry, we mm -hmm. talk, mm -hmm. we, we are vulnerable. And that's really mm -hmm. important to me. It's, it's also just um, as important to me as therapy. So if I didn't Second have my thing, friends, yeah. <laughs> friendships, you know, oh outside gosh. of it, having a support system. Yep. Outside support of my mom. System. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, <laughs> you know, that's good. Yeah. Yep. So, so, so friendships. So do you need to, you need to go ahead and take a break? And... Oh no, I'm okay. I'm okay. They're good. I don't okay. hear them or anything so they must be handling we, we don't we don't want the babies over there you know <laughs> running wild you know they're good <laughs> they're good that's awesome um yeah me and carlos we don't have any children we have three puppies um, yeah oh yeah, well that's yeah. that's a job <laughs> yeah rico rico actually is 13 and he's starting to show signs of old age mm -hmm. which is making us sad tuzi is the queen of the house because she's the only female in the house um, and then Kari is the cutest little thing. He has some of the most descriptive eyes I've ever seen on a dog. Um, and uh, he's my dog. What he does when I when he was little, I used to lay him like right here. Mm -hmm. And now when he comes over, that's the first thing he does. He puts his little Aww, muzzle, his little neck on there. I love so, that. And, and and you know, Carlos is really my support system as well. I. I I need to take a page from your book in terms of like getting friends. I have one buddy that I talk to on a pretty consistent basis. Um, and then an ex that I used to date that I'm mm -hmm. friends with now. Yeah. And that's really it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I have people in passing that I might communicate with, but I don't have that support group in which I like. Like my really? husband has a huge support group. And I'm also, since the pandemic, I've become more of a recluse. I don't mm -hmm. mind being home and not going anywhere. But sometimes I do find myself getting, you know, depressed. Like, oh, damn, you haven't done shit. Like, you haven't been outside. You know, me and my husband, we do date night every Friday. So that's kind of, and it'll be a week that'll pass. And it's like, damn, I ain't went nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the yeah. first time I've gone out. You know, so I, yeah. I understand that too. But um, yeah, it, you know, it's it's just finding your path and finding your way. And, and honestly and truly, podcasting has been something that has really gotten me out of that rut because, it allows me to be able to, you know, you know, record what I was thinking at that time. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's it's almost historic for me because it's right. not the same Reggie that I was, you know, two years ago because I started mm -hmm. in 2020. So um, I appreciate the the journey that this has made me. And I've actually connected with, you know, a there's a, a group that I'm a part of called Black Podcasters Association. Okay. And um, very good group. And I will tell you, those guys, you know, uh, when it comes to sharing knowledge and, and making sure that, you know, they check on us, they do a very good job. So that's kind of opened my eyes a little bit. But I do wish I had a friend or, or two that I could, you know, maybe go to the, uh, I don't know, go to Lake Eola with or walk around with or something like you that. You want to know something? What's that? Initially, I started off finding friends by using Bumble. 
So mm-hmm. you've heard of Bumble, it's a dating yeah. app. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have three different versions of Bumble, like you can, or like options, I guess. There's Bumble dating and then there's Bumble BFF. Mm-hmm. And so, and then there's Bumble for business. So mm-hmm. business Bumble, you can network with people who are looking to network. Bumble mm-hmm. for BFF is people do, that aren't looking to date, they just wanna like find friends. So I use Bumble BFF for initially mm-hmm. to like make friendships with people like girls who, you know, who, um, who, you know, were interested in just meeting up for brunch or what have mm-hmm. you. So I don't know. If, I, I don't know if it's the same for, for males as it is for females on that app, mm-hmm. because I have seen men on there and I'm like, no, <laughs> you're not on here for friends. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. You never no, no, know. No. You, could, you could find someone. You know? No, no, there's I'm good. I'm good. No, seriously. <laughs> there's definitely all kinds of people on there for sure. I'm going to have to check that out for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I still talk to some girls on there. I may not see them all the time because they do live a little further away. But but mm-hmm. when you're lonely or when you're like, you know, they're there because they're you can text them. And yeah, obviously, because they're people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> but they're aliens. Like, no. People to connect with, you know, um, and so they're from Mars kind of expand <laughs> in the virtual environment. <laughs> right. And that's, you know, I'm glad that you told me that because sometimes I, I, I do find my 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 buddy Sam, we've been friends almost twenty years now, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just I don't know, I don't know, I I don't want to get too deep into that because it'll start making me well up a little bit. But we oh, kind of okay. have our differences a bit. But um, uh, but he's a good guy. He's he's been a really good friend to me. You know, when I lost my mom, he was definitely there for me. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Um. It's so definitely good to have people. Yeah, yes, it's it's you know, especially with the year I had. Carlos lost his dad and I lost my mom beginning of the year. So yeah, so it was tough. It was definitely tough. But um so um I wanna ask this question, but I wanna also make sure that I'm as delicate as possible. So if if for any reason if you're offended you know, and it's it's a little bit about what we talked about before we recorded. So um you know, uh, not, I don't have to tell anybody this, but I obviously identify as black. I also identify as queer um, mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, I'm aware of the experience that I have as a black man. Um, you know, it's vastly different than most people. And I also understand that there's a level of privilege that I have that's different than African-American women or black women too, that I acknowledge. So mm-hmm. I have to actively do the work to not be you know, privileged or to uplift my sisters in ways that, you know, they don't necessarily get to. So, you know, you and I talked about something. It was very interesting in what you said, and I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. Um, You did describe your ethnicity as uh, Puerto Rican, half Puerto Rican and... Italian, yeah. Right. And one of the things that you said, uh, do you mind us going there or... No, no, I don't mind at all. Okay. I'm excited. And um, so you said something about the the unique walk that you that you that you uh, have as being I mean, because you are uh, Spanish. I mean, you are Puerto Rican. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, the experience of not being uh, Spanish enough because you don't speak Spanish. Could you talk right. to me a little bit about that experience that we were yeah, talking about? I mean, so I came from a military background. My family um, is my dad's a Marine and he was a Marine for um, 22 years. And mm-hmm. um, and so we grew up in a melting pot, you know, mm-hmm. environment, um, you know, moving all over the, the world uh, a few years, every few years. And so I didn't mm-hmm. really get to make 
and key friends a lot because we were moving. Are you the only um, child? No, no, I have a, a younger sister. Okay. And um, and she's two years younger. So it was just mm -hmm. her and I and then my mom and my dad. I didn't grow up like near my grandparents. They live in New mm -hmm. York and Wisconsin. Um, it was just the four of us. That was our, our unit. Um, mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, where I'm going with this is the fact that, I mean, I, you know, here's the thing. Um, people say it's rude to say I don't see color. I think I've heard that, um, but I never grew up being like told like, oh, this is a black person. This is a Mexican. Like I didn't, I was never, we, it was just, you're a person <laughs> and you're my neighbor and we have fun together. Like that's what it felt like when I was a child. And so mm -hmm. my, as an adult, I look back and I'm like, oh, my best friend was Mexican. My next door neighbor, um, uh, my next door neighbors were black. Um, mm -hmm. my, on, on the left side, on the right side, they were white. I mm -hmm. don't know what specifically. And then, you know, like I grew up with just different ethnicities as my friends, like, and I mm -hmm. never thought mm -hmm. anything mm -hmm. different about it. I never saw mm -hmm. anybody differently. I never treated anybody differently. Like, and so, mm -hmm. um, and so anyway, it's weird to me because, um, when I came to Florida, you know, I lived in a small town in North Carolina mm -hmm. and, and it was just different. I came to Florida and people here were very, like I said earlier, kind of clicky. Mm -hmm. And um, and I couldn't make friends like <laughs> right. I, was, I was friends with what you would call if we're going to label things like the nerds, you know, because <laughs> I was like the outcast, the only right, that right, me right. In. You know, um, because the football players didn't want to be friends with me and the cheerleaders didn't want to be friends with me. And mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. in terms of like ethnic groups, like um, like I was I'm Puerto Rican and, you know, um, the Puerto Rican girls would walk around the school like they own the place. And I'd be like, mm -hmm. I want to be friends. Why can't we just be friends? Why do I have right, to right, right, dress right. like you or act like you? Like, why mm -hmm. can't you just say, hey, and we be cool? But mm -hmm. it was difficult to um, to. Um, to because everybody tried to speak to me in Spanish and I don't speak Spanish. And so mm -hmm. I'm just like looking at them like, um, you know, and it is kind of like um, it was difficult to um, mm -hmm. to not really feel like I could fit in as a Spanish mm -hmm. person. So I honestly right. didn't even like saying I was Spanish because then everybody says, oh, do you like tacos or, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, right. I no, I, I understand. Do you like uh -huh. rice and beans and plantains? I'm like, I've never had it in my life, you know? <laughs> um, and mm -hmm. so it's just kind of, um, it sucked because I feel like I'm disgracing the culture, to be honest. Oh, I feel like, no, I feel like no, I, no. I feel like they look down on me in that way because mm. I, don't or haven't you know been raised you don't have that traditional like yeah right. yeah so i feel like they you know like um like like it's kind of like oh she has no respect kind of thing um yeah. you know and and i do mm -hmm. <laughs> i would love to be a part of your world you know? right right um, right but i wasn't raised that way so mm -hmm. uh you know in that environment but um but anyway so um so yeah i mean I came here and I feel like there was definitely a little bit more. Um, I felt it's, like it was just. It's more noticeable here in Florida. I yeah. think, you know, when it, there's a definitely a line drawn in the sand in terms of where a lot you're more from. Judginess. Yeah, where you're from, where, you know, 
why do you look the way that you look kind yeah. of you know what i'm saying why do you look ambiguous tell me more i don't understand and right. you know it, it happens a lot with black folks too you know when it comes to colorism and all that other stuff and you know what we think inherently um being black i know you know as a kid i was called an oreo you know which was really? black on the outside white on the inside oh my you know gosh well i'd say so, that's me but spanish <laughs> you know, oreo, i don't know <laughs> but but the thing about it is is these are all labels at the end of the day it really doesn't matter you know what i'm saying and i would love for us to get to a place where that isn't the case but you know unfortunately the way this you know this country you know is built divide and conquer is really something strong that uh you know that is kind of developed among and it's infighting it's mostly and i say infighting like it's mostly us black people who are holding us to that standard when blackness can can be many things, being Puerto Rican can be many things, being um, yeah, you know Italian can be middle thing, many it. things. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I'm I'm sorry that that's your experience, you know, honestly and truly. But I I never, even knowing what I know about you now, I never I still think of you as a beautiful Latina woman. You know what I'm Thank saying? You. So, you know, <laughs> hey, I'll take um, it. I got the hips, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, you know, but so I'm like, you know what? I may not speak Spanish, but I'll take all the benefits of the mm -hmm. looks. <laughs> and you know what's what's funny too is I notice a lot of people who are you know raised uh, here in, the, in 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 America they have very similar experiences that way too because they had to assimilate. You know, so their parents didn't necessarily focus, you know, you could have been in a hardcore Mexican household, but because in order for you to assimilate, you know, to this world, you had to tell your kids to, you know, deny what they, you know, what they were, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because that's going to get you a job. That's going to get you noticed in this world. It's going to give you experiences that you're not going to be able to get if you go and you speak full, you know, full Spanish. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate and you know it's the world that we live in and i like i said i i, I think you're a rock star you know regardless oh, and i, I definitely think that you are you know doing it and you know i think that you're a very good example for your for your kids to you know what it takes to be a good person because I, I i see that you're very calculated you know with what you think and how you feel and what you say you know just with talking with you now and talking interacting with you in general you know i i know that it comes from a very genuine space so fuck what well, those the people parenting say thing the parenting thing uh definitely has been a struggle because when you're not a hundred percent good you can kind of when you kind of you know project yeah. that onto your kids onto your kids so mm -hmm. that's why i was really happy that therapy um mm -hmm. kind of brought me out of that because um because i don't want to continue any type of generational trauma which is right. one thing that i did um i did kind of uh learn through therapy that you know um was i could see how that affects my family and so mm -hmm. i'm like i'm gonna stop that here and so, um, but anyway, so now I can be a better version of myself for my kids. And that's definitely something that, um, that I, 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 that's really important to me. And I think on your topic of, you know, um, just celebrating people for being people, you know, um, mm -hmm. instead of just like, oh, you're this or you're at that, you know, and all these labels. Um, I would say that I do, um, at least on uh, in terms of um, mental health, um, there's been some big changes in the, it, you know, there's growth, it's slow growing, but slow going. But like when my kid was diagnosed with ADHD um, mm -hmm. and he is on the spectrum, um, mm -hmm. 
everybody treated it like, oh, there's something wrong with you and we have to fix it. And he kind of got, um, you know, uh, labeled as like being a bad kid when really he just right. processes things differently, differently and he needed help. And mm -hmm. nowadays, nowadays they don't look at it that way. Now they look at it as you're not, you're not, there's not something wrong with you. You, you're just neurodivergent. So you have mm -hmm. neurotypical people and neurodivergency. And that just means that you just think differently and you bring, you actually add value because of the way that you are. You think, and think right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and that makes me happy because mm -hmm. I don't want him thinking that there's that we are giving him medicine to make him feel normal. You right. know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. you're fine the way that you are. And mm -hmm. and um, and and so I had this conversation with him recently. I'm like, honestly, I neurodivergent, too. And that makes us special because we see something that most people don't see. And that right. is valuable. And mm -hmm. so I would like to think that. Um, that the world was moving in the direction of just acceptance for whoever and whatever you are, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, and um, maybe not politically just yet, but I think in the communities with people in the real world, I feel, I feel mm -hmm. hopeful in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm, 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 that was an amazing conversation, you know, that you had with him. And, and, and I know it's tough, you know, raising children, you know, and some of the things that they experience, you know, in, in school. And, you know, unfortunately, we're not their only influence. You know, they have outside influences that we have to, you know, uh, counter, you know, which can make it more difficult. So I applaud you being a single mother of, you have two kids, two children? Yeah, and they're both uh, boys, which okay. is difficult because I have to raise, you know, uh, you know, the what's placed on men, you know, like, how men were raised in the past versus how yeah. they are now that's a big mm -hmm. a big hurdle to like figure out like right i don't totally. want him to suppress his emotions and be damaged later you know that's mm -hmm. repeating mm -hmm. a cycle so right, um, right so it's all it all takes you know like you said being genuine consistent open mm -hmm. honest available mm -hmm. putting in time mm -hmm. um and uh you have to be i have to be my best self to be mm -hmm. a good mom so <laughs> right right so uh rachel i want to tell you thank you so much we are coming to the end here of our conversation i appreciate you know the candor in which you allowed us to to go there and um you know i i also appreciate the opportunity you know with such short notice that you came on so that's <laughs> you know completely uh thankful uh for you doing that um so before we go um do you mind letting people know where they can find you on social media? Oh, yeah. Uh, so like my Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so on social media, I'm Rachel Mary Vargas. <laughs> That's me. Uh, and then on Instagram, it's at what would Rachel do? <laughs> okay on instagram so I, uh, and what I'll, would rachel do <laughs> and i'll make sure that i get that from you because i'll put that in the show notes and okay cool you guys know you can find me, Reggie's Expressions. It is R-E-G-G-E-E -E Expressions, R-E-G-G-E-E-S, apostrophe ex Expressions on Facebook and YouTube. And you can find me on uh, Instagram at Reggie's, R-E-G-G-E-E-S, underscore Expressions on Instagram. All right. You guys know where to find us. Every time I do this, this goes to making a good woman proud. She did her best. She wasn't able to speak for herself, so I'm able to speak for her. Thank you, Yvonne uh, uh, Price Garner. I love you so much. And every day that I'm able to do this is my way of honoring you. So 
with that being said, guys, I appreciate everything that you guys have given us. Um, I appreciate you, Rachel, for uh, staying with me on this episode. And um, we're looking forward to the next. We're already in uh, episode nine. Can y'all believe that? Episode nine. Thanks, Reggie. Good no job. worries. No worries. <laughs> so you guys enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you so much. And do you mind hanging back, uh, Rachel? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, you're All good. Right. Have a good night.